Welcome to the podcast, my friend. How you doing? How you living? How you feeling? What you thinking? So in this episode, it's obviously not planned. We're going to get to actually why this isn't very planned and why having a plan for the future and living with this list of goals, list of ideals, and this whole entire framework of planning our lives, it's such a trap. It's such a strange way to live. We're going to get to that. But first of all, if you don't have notifications on YouTube, I'm looking right at you because this is on YouTube, or if you aren't subscribed to this podcast on iTunes or Spotify, make sure you just click the button. All you got to do is click, either with your mousey mouse or just tap your thumb on the notification bell on YouTube, or all you have to do is hit the subscribe button with your thumb. That's all it takes. Just a little push-push. That's all you got to do. And you know, it's funny when we think of like likes on social media. Um, I was talking with members in our group for the Conquer Anxiety course, and I'm like, you know what a like actually means on Facebook and Instagram, right? Like, what does a like actually mean? Well, it means that someone's scrolling through their phone, right? They see something and they're like, <laughs> and they double tap with their thumb and then they keep going and forget about what they just saw. That's what a like means. And we're after that reaction. We're, <laughs> we're after people who, who we want people to do that for us, to us. Some sort of validation seeking behavior, that attention. We need someone to scroll through and go, uh, uh, or, huh, cool, or wow. And then they just scroll through the next thing, looking for the next best post. And these algorithms really take control of our mental health and our minds and manipulate us the way we think, the way we behave, how we feel about ourselves and others in the world. Oh my gosh. But let's not talk about social media, this one. That's going to be a new series, actually, on the podcast and YouTube channel called Why Social Media is Ruining Your Life. <laughs> oh man, we got a lot to talk about. But in this episode, let's talk about how you plan your life. If you consider yourself an anxious person, right? You're probably a planner. You don't like the unknown. If you're going to go somewhere, you're going to be like, okay, where is it? I need specific directions. Where am I going to park? What's on the menu? Am I allergic to anything on the menu? Am I going to like the food? You know what? Forget going to the new restaurant. Let's just go to the same old place we used to go because I always get the chicken club. I always get the turkey club. It's a safe bet. No risk taking. But you know that actually not taking a risk is still a risk. And I'm going to repeat that. Not taking a risk is still a risk. You're risking a lot when you don't do anything new. You're risking a lot when you don't take a chance. When you stay at home watching the same Netflix specials over and over when you don't actually join the rest of the world, when you're too scared to go outside because of COVID. I know people who won't even go in elevators still because of COVID-19. Come on, look at the data. You're really not taking that small, small chance that you're going to get COVID. You won't go in the elevator. Like, come on, let's just do the math. Think logically about it. You know what I'm saying? So we, we, what we do as humans is we, we like to plan. We like to actually try to be fortune tellers and plan the future as much as possible so we don't get that sharp anxiety of unknown, of a lack of control, not knowing what's going to happen, not being able to feel out the situation. And we become overwhelmed when we face that unknown. So what people do is they try to plan their lives to a T. Are you a planner? Not just that dinner example, but do you try to plan your entire life? Remember that question in high school or even elementary school? Like, what do you want to be when you grow up? 
Where do you see yourself five years from now? And although these are fairly important questions if you're developing a business or a vision or, oh my gosh, especially if you're a female, you kind of have to plan your life a little bit based on that biological clock for having kids. But we like to plan it to a T. Like I know people who are like, oh my gosh, okay, I'm going to go to school and then I'm going to get this specific job. And in this job, I'm going to actually be promoted to this position. And by this day, I'm going to have a house. I'm going to have a mortgage. I'm then going to have kids at this age. And then I'm going to actually retire at this age. I remember in Spain, in Granada, I met this guy. He was in the Air Force. And the reason he joined the Air Force, he told me, he's like, well, it's a pretty sweet deal because you get to retire at 50 with a pension. And I was like, dude, we're like 24 years old and you're thinking about a pension? <laughs> what? I'm just thinking of where to get my next cool Spanish meal. And you're basing a career off of a pension. And some people get into teaching for that reason too. Because it's awesome because you teach for 25 years and then you get a pension. It's interesting how we plan our lives. How we want it to be so predictable. I saw these people, well, a friend of mine shared a picture of these people I went to high school with. And uh, I swear some people have this book. The book of life that I just don't have. I don't subscribe to it. I don't know where these people get it. <laughs> but it's like this, this book of of steps to life that everyone seems to have except me like step one stay in the same town you were born in step two get a 25 year mortgage <laughs> oh man mortgages you know when when you know you buy a house and you see these videos or they're in movies sometimes too and you get the stake and the sold sign right and you see the person with the hammer go click, 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 stake into the ground. It's a beautiful metaphor for how when you get a mortgage, you are completely locked in. That's the stake in the ground. There's no moving, man. So that's step, step whatever. Step three, get a mortgage. Step four, you got to get a dog first before you have a child. That's just you got to practice. You got to practice. So that's step four. And then step five is then you have a child. And then step six is maybe you have another one. Step seven, step eight, step nine. It's weird. And to me, that just seems like a prison. To me, planning your life to a T like that with no room for unknowns is like a prison. It's like a trap. It's like, why even be alive? You're just on this conveyor belt, on this, on this factory line of goals. There's no possibility in that. There's no opportunity in that. Why hold yourself to one of these plans? And where do we get these plans from? I was talking with my sister this morning about this. Like, where do we get these ideas from? Who said that owning a house is a marker of success? Who said that you needed to have kids in this world? Who said that you needed to have a nine to five job? Who said that? Who said you can't move around the world, live somewhere for three months, and then live somewhere else for six months, then come home, and then start a family? Like, who said we have to live in this certain way, this paradigm of thinking that's just driving me nuts as of late, as I'm seeing the world unfold and people my age subscribing to this plan? And it sparks curiosity within me, because having a family is amazing, and I want one one day. But don't you want to see the world first? 
Don't you want to explore a few unknowns first? Don't you want to push yourself to the limits first? Don't you want to do some weird and wacky shit first? Hmm. So when you deal with anxiety, you, you want to have this planned life, this planned future. But what you have to realize is that the surprises in life, what catches you off guard, those lame-ass quotes with, you know, it's not the moments that are not the amount of breaths you take, but the ones that take your breath away. Well, kind of, those are the unknowns. Those are the surprises. Those are the things you don't plan for that come out of nowhere, that hit you like a ton of bricks, that might actually hurt, that might be uncomfortable, that might be painful, that might shock you. Oh, but that's the gold, man. Oh, that's the gold. You know, my, my friend Kyle and I, in second year university, second year, we had all of this leftover, um, these leftover frozen hamburger patties. And we didn't want burgers. I think one month, what was it, Kyle, if you're listening, what was it, 30 plus burgers I had in one month? We had burgers every day because John came back to the house with a barbecue and we hadn't had a barbecue before at the house and we're just like, okay, let's, let's, let's eat some burgers, man. And we had a bunch of buns, had a bunch of burgers. I'm not going to say no to a burger. I'm like Randy from the trailer park boys, man, extra cheese, extra meat. And let's have some burgers. So I had like, yeah, over 30 burgers. It was more than a, more than a burger a day for like a month. Anyways, we're finally sick of burgers and Kyle and I are like, well, what do we do with all the ground beef? Like it's frozen ground beef. So we're like, I don't know, let's make something weird. Who cares? So all we did is like, we thawed the frozen patties, we threw it all in a pan. And then we, we started to fry it up. And then we added just like mushrooms and peppers. And we added salt, pepper, like cumin. I don't know what the spices were. Some weird stuff we added in there. We might have even added some kind of fish, I swear. Like maybe mussels, maybe shrimp, something weird. And we mixed it all together and we saw this like mixture of beef and all this stuff in this pan. And we're just like, man, that looks gross. Like, what are we going to do with that? And we look in the cupboards and we're like, I don't know. We got some, we have some um, tortillas, some flour tortillas. Okay, it's burrito time, baby. So we threw it all in a burrito. We added all this sauce in there too, like barbecue sauce and ketchup, some mustard. And we put it all into a burrito. We, we ha he had one. I had one. We're looking at ourselves. We have the burrito on the plate. We're looking at ourselves and we're like, I don't know. Let's roll it up. Let's roll it up. See what happens. So we roll it up and we're like, cheers. We kind of touch burritos. Remember that, Kyle? And we're like, all right, here we go. And we take a bite and our faces light up. And we look at each other and we're like, oh my God, this is the best burrito I've ever had in my life. And to this day, Kyle, if you're listening to this day, I still haven't had a better burrito than that at that time. We weren't even liquored up at the time, completely sober, best burrito ever. No burrito I've had in the city of Toronto. Of all my travels, I've not been able to top that burrito. And that burrito was completely unplanned, completely ridiculously made, didn't follow a recipe, didn't waste time doing that. 
We had some random patties, spur of the moment, we whipped something together, and magic happened. Magic. The best burrito we've ever tasted. We always try to plan stuff. And planning to have a framework of saying, okay, not even by this age, but maybe this is what I want out of life. This is what I want to learn. This is what interests me. This is what I want to see. And this is where I want to travel. But to give ourselves certain deadlines and timelines, and again, that's different with the biological clock for women, but to give us these deadlines of uh, and these steps that, that okay, yeah, you're going to graduate and get a job and then retire and then golf and then, you know what I mean? These weird societal norms. It's so weird. So I saw these people that that uh, I went to high school with. I didn't know them well, but it's like I saw like some Instagram story or a friend of mine shared it, and they're just like they were they were out at a restaurant in my hometown, and they had a house, and they had a golden retriever on top of that. I'm like, oh. You know, it's not judging. I'm just like, I hope they're happy. But it seems like we're creating these cookie cutter lives. Why have a cookie cutter life? Do people not not know that we got like 100 years and then that's it? Like you got one shot. You got one shot. Now, if you have this existential anxiety and your bubble's too big, well, let's shrink the bubble a little bit. And let's practice some meditation and getting into the moment and noticing your surroundings. But if your bubble's too small and you're living that cookie cutter lifestyle and just like the thought of having a normal life is like overwhelming and you want more and you want to take chances and you're a curious person, but you're locked into something, expand that bubble, get curious, screw the plan, throw it out, have a list of a few to do's, take some chances. You get one shot. Who's judging you? Who's watching? The people that judge you, the people who make fun of you when you take a chance, when you put yourself out there, that's just jealousy, man. That's pure jealousy. Because they're like, God damn, I wish I took a chance like that person. Even if you take a chance and mess up big time, you gave it a shot. You have a story to tell others and you have a story to tell yourself. But no. Taking chances, taking risks is too risky. What if I mess up? What if someone sees me mess up? Come on, man. You're not the center of the world. I'm a nobody. I can make mistakes all I want. What, a few hundred people going to know about it? Maybe a few thousand through online and, and YouTube and stuff? Who cares? Who cares? Put all this pressure on ourselves to fit in, to fit the mold. Because if we're not in the mold, then we're not accepted. Let me tell you something. There's groups of people out there that, there's enough people on earth, whatever, 7.8 billion, that you can find someone that's thinking something similar as you. Someone thinks the same as you do. Someone isn't into this cookie cutter lifestyle. There's that tiny home movement. There's people that travel the world forever. There's people that live alone in the wilderness. There's people that have big families. There's people that have no families. There's people that go back to university at age 50 to learn something new. There's people that want to change careers when they're 30, 40, 50, 60. There's people that never retire. The options are endless, which can be overwhelming, but then freeing at the same time. 
to know that you don't need to fit the mold. You don't need to be the norm. Why be the norm? Everyone else is doing it. Why not do something different? It's probably a cultural thing too, like how I grew up, how my friends are growing up. Like there are certain stages that you hit. You know, you have to move out of the house sometime, but in certain cultures, it's you move out at 18. In the cultures here, it was, well, I'm going to go back home because I need to save money because I want my own place. So there's different, there's different factors at play. And a lot of them revolve around finances, but there's different factors that just because someone else is living their life somehow, it doesn't mean you have to. And I had to think a lot about this too. A lot of what I say on the podcast and, and invite others to think about, I've thought about first. And I have to continue to remind myself that you don't need to follow a playbook. Like life is a game, but there's so many different versions. There's so many different kinds of rules and you can bend the rules. You can break the rules. Don't break the law, but break the rules. And some of the rules suggest that you need to live a life a certain way. If you're listening, why are you still in your hometown? Maybe you're, maybe you haven't moved out. Or maybe you have moved out, moved out, but you're really, really close to home. Why not like try moving somewhere for a month and just see how you do? Like what would happen? Worst case scenario, you hate it and you move back. You're out a few thousand bucks for moving. Big deal. I don't know. Why don't you try a silent retreat? I want to do those once this COVID thing scares over, this COVID thing. I want to do a 10-day silent retreat. Oh, that would be really cool. I have so many things that I want to do that I'm just ticking off the boxes because it's weird you don't have to do things in order you don't have to do things because other people are telling you to or think that you're they're forcing you to do these things what do you want oh that's a scary one isn't it when i work with people one-on-one -on -one and send me an email if you're interested asking just what you want is a really overwhelming question, but it's really interesting to hear people's answers because it's, it's wide open. I'm not leading you anywhere with that question. You can say, I want a sandwich because I'm hungry right now. You can take that wherever you want. What do you want? I, I want? I want a new job. I hate my job right now. Whoa, okay. Let's work from there. What do you want? Well, I want a family. Okay. Just that question alone really reveals people's values. It's really interesting. But the court of public opinion and, and what we care about today, it's obviously influenced by what other people are doing, but sometimes you got to turn a blind eye. You got to be like, hey, regardless of what other people are doing, what regardless of what other people think I should do, Let's forge a new path. Let's trample down some weeds. Let's bring a machete into the woods and, and make our own path. We don't have to follow somebody else's because the unknown, like the burritos, man, you're going to find burritos all over the place when you don't follow a plan. You're going to find some gems and those are the things you're going to remember. I think I told you before, like when traveling, I always always get lost on purpose it's so fun you're always going to come out with a gem or get stabbed in an alleyway but either way 
<laughs> I travel to safe cities. But either way, man, I've always found gems. I've met people that I didn't expect. I've gone to restaurants that I, I didn't know existed. I've found different museums. You always find these little holes in the wall when you don't follow a plan, when you get lost and you just follow your instinct, follow your nose, follow the wind, follow the golden sun, follow intuition. But you don't have to follow some to-do list. You don't have to follow some guide to humans in the West and check off these boxes as you get older. Forge your own path. Throw out the plan. Follow maybe a framework of a plan. But let yourself be a little free. Take some chances. Remember that not taking a risk is still a risk. Because you risk not having these gems, these things that you'll continue to discover. You'll risk having a very, very mundane and tedious lifestyle like everybody else. Be weird. Get out of your shell. Explore the world. Share your talents. You got something to say? Well, say it. Leave the plans behind. And uh, find your own burrito. Thanks for watching. Thanks for listening. And I'll see you next time on the podcast. Be sure to set those notifications. Ring that bell. Subscribe. Write a review if you want on iTunes. That would mean a lot. Share the podcast. Share this episode with friends and family. Share this episode with people who live that cookie cutter lifestyle. Oh, they're going to get angry. Share this podcast with someone who has a 25-year mortgage a golden retriever, and a baby on the way, and they're under 30. <laughs> Jeez. I'm just kidding. Hey, man, whatever. The point is whatever makes you happy, right? If that would make you happy, then you go and do it. But just don't be forced to do something because everybody else is. Stay strong. Keep being you. Express yourself. I'll see you next time.